today on Annenberg Radio News. Our livelihood will be ruined if USC leaves. It's not just the Trojans that might be leaving the Coliseum. Local businesses forecast the future if the Coliseum and Southern Cal can't come to a stadium deal. Good afternoon and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Thursday, November 29th. I'm Tom Sparks. Saturday's rivalry game with UCLA may be the Trojans' last at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. If USC and the Coliseum Commission don't reach a new lease agreement, USC Athletic Director Mike Garrett released a statement last night saying the school wants to play at the Coliseum, but would negotiate a deal with the Rose Bowl just in case. His statement said USC offered the commission $100 million over 10 years for stadium improvements, but the offer was rejected. He indicated that the Coliseum Commission is stalling in hopes of attracting a more lucrative offer from the NFL. State Senator Mark Ridley-Thomas says it would be foolish to wait for one. The NFL has made it rather clear that they have done their due diligence about the Coliseum, and they are not inclined to do that deal. So anyone who's holding out for the NFL is hoping against hope. Lease talks between USC and the Rose Bowl are set for December 6th. News that the Trojans might move from the Coliseum has some USC students taking action. Kiara Kanzi has the details. When you think about football games, you think about tailgating with friends and family, eating while cheering. But this Saturday, USC undergraduate student government and the Graduate and Professional Student Senate have a different idea. USC student body president Sahil Chaudhry says he hopes the strategy will bring the Trojans to stay. Where uh, USG and GPSS are calling for students to boycott the Coliseum concession stands. The reason is that the revenues from the Coliseum concessions go directly to the Coliseum. We want to apply pressure to the Coliseum to accept USC's terms for a new uh, lease renewal. Chaudhry says he's trying to get the word out. He has contacted the Alumni Association, and he will have people passing out flyers outside the stadium on the day of the game. Kiara Kanti, Annenberg Radio News. Rodney King is hospitalized today with wounds from a pellet gun. King was reportedly hit in the face, arms, and back by birdshot last night in San Bernardino. The injuries are not considered life-threatening. Police say someone fired at King from a street corner. He then bicycled home to Rialto and called police. When police arrived, they say King appeared to be drunk. King is best known for his videotaped beating by LAPD officers that helped spark the 1992 L.A. riots. Five years after the federal government passed the No Child Left Behind Act, some districts are still falling short of national standards. Amanda Becker reports on why the California Department of Education has put the LAUSD on notice. The report cards are in, and according to the State Education Department, the LA Unified School District is failing. The state told 99 school systems that they could be shut down, taken over, or restaffed after students receive poor standardized test scores. LA Unified, the nation's second largest school district, received poor marks for its graduation rate and the performance of English learners and disabled students and a new federal law forces the state to take action. RAND Education Policy Scholar Brian Stacher says the state board has several options. Well, one of the things the state can do is to institute a new curriculum and professional development. So that is a less intrusive action. Uh, at the other extreme, they can abolish or restructure the uh, school district. While they may have the power to take over failing districts, department officials told the Los Angeles Times they don't have enough money. The California Department of Education has taken control of schools in extreme situations, like when legislation declared Compton Unified educationally and financially bankrupt. 
but intervention in 99 districts would be unprecedented. The state board will deliberate on which specific actions will be taken against LAUSD at a meeting in January. Amanda Becker, Annenberg Radio News. Still to come on Annenberg Radio News. Anybody who doesn't get that, I don't know what they could possibly be smoking. State Senator Mark Ridley Thomas weighs in on negotiations between the Coliseum Commission and USC. And Commission Commission Chairman Bernard Parks responds to USC. The possible move to the Rose Bowl won't just affect Trojan fans. Businesses around the Coliseum will lose their clientele to Pasadena. Victoria Sanchez has more on the economic impact of the potential Coliseum crisis. For 30 years, Danny Hizami's father has owned the Kentucky Fried Chicken next to Exposition Park. He's counted on customers to stop by before heading to a game at the Coliseum. If Trojan football moves to the Rose Bowl, the Hizamis worry that business might plummet. And imagine 89, 90,000 people coming to a, a stadium and your business is directly across the street from that stadium. Or during the week, the business isn't that great, you know, because there's not a lot of traffic. But when you have 90,000 people walking, it's going to affect us huge. It's going to be devastation for a lot of the businesses around here that, that rely a lot on USC uh, game days. Ryan Tilford works in Exposition Park at the California Science Center. He's also worried the Trojans will leave the Coliseum. I think it'll be a lot of jobs that'll be lost as far as, you know, that's concerned. Because, um, I mean, it's the reason why a lot of people have a lot of jobs in this community right now. Tilford has lived in South L.A. his entire life and knows the effect USC has on the area. It's a major impact. It has to be something, something has to be done. You know, they need to make some sort of decision and come to a conclusion because it's going to be very hard in the community. You know, it needs to keep it here in the community where it's supposed to be, where it should be. The Radisson Hotel across the street from campus makes more than $318,000 in room sales during the six games played at home. If the games were no longer held at the Coliseum, the Radisson would lose out on that revenue. Hazami says something needs to be done. And I, I would imagine all the owners of the businesses need to come together and say, hey, let's, 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 bind, let's come together and write a, a uniform letter to get everyone to say, hey, do not let USC leave the Coliseum. While a definite decision hasn't been made on where the games will be played, businesses are already preparing for the worst. Victoria Sanchez, Annenberg, Radio News. Some people believe the Trojans are bluffing. Others that a move to Pasadena could be blocked by the Bruins. Everyone is weighing in, including State Senator Mark Ridley-Thomas and County Supervisor and Coliseum Commission member Yvonne Braithwaite-Burke. Jean-Luc Renault has their story. USC officials are set to negotiate a lease agreement with the Rose Bowl after talks stalled with the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. The school offered the commission $100 million for maintenance and repairs in exchange for control over the venue. USC says the commission rejected the offer. But commission member and county supervisor Yvonne Burke insists the commission never declined the proposal. USC has apparently been under the impression that we just summarily denied and said we weren't going to negotiate. That is not true. The commission voted to continue to negotiate. I don't know who's at fault. I just know that the deal isn't done. State Senator Mark Ridley-Thomas says the commission and the school need to solve the issue as quickly as possible. I know that the Coliseum Commission needs to step up, counter whatever proposal the university has on the table, and let the negotiations begin in earnest. 
the deal just simply needs to be done and stop the dilly-dallying. Despite the current disagreements, Burke says she is confident the commission and the school can find a compromise on the lease issues. So these are all very complex issues, but I believe they can be worked out. But they have to be worked out with the state and certainly in terms of USC and the Coliseum coming together. But Ridley Thomas says with USC having already made an offer, the commission, led by Councilman Bernard Parks, needs to be fair to its partner. The university deserves to have a lease so that they can be clear about their future and plan accordingly. This is no time for people to be on the sidelines. Either you are friend of the Trojans or you're not. To Ridley Thomas, a failed deal between the Coliseum and USC would be catastrophic. The community suffers, the venue goes into disuse, be underutilized, and that's not a good thing. After all, enough teams have left Exposition Park, and we should not allow the first team that was there to end up being the last team that leaves. We need to keep the Trojans plain and simple. Um, and anybody who doesn't get that, I don't know what they could possibly be smoking. Ridley Thomas says the Trojans account for 60% of the stadium's revenue. If a deal is not reached, the Exposition Park neighborhood will definitely feel the repercussions. Jean-Luc Renault, Annenberg Radio News. Annenberg Radio News made multiple calls to Councilman Bernard Park's office, but the chairman of the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum Commission was unavailable for comment for our report. This afternoon, I spoke with Tom Regan, sports management expert, about USC's current dispute and the benefits of privately owned stadiums. Oftentimes, their ancillary revenue streams can be greater enhanced because of their booking and scheduling. Oftentimes, private management companies will book and schedule multiple facilities within the country or an area, and oftentimes those concerts and other revenue streams that can be produced there enhance the profit or net income of that building. And their main motive is to generate some profit for that entity, be it a school, university, and or the owner of that facility. What are some of the benefits of a publicly run? Stadium. It really depends upon the structure of the bonds, etc., that may have been utilized in order for that venue to be built. Oftentimes, a public facility will take additional revenue streams if they're very profitable, and they can keep all of that income for themselves in order to decrease indebtedness. Some of the benefits oftentimes are seen from a very financial aspect in order to show how I can pay that revenue bond or general obligation bond. But some of the downside of that is oftentimes there are some governance issues because of those decision makers, depending upon how the county, the state, sometimes involved in the city, and also sometimes it even may be even in a special tax district are all involved. And sometimes that decision making in that governance becomes somewhat blurred. And a lot of times the booking and scheduling and the promoters don't want to go through all that hassle, and they'll go to a private management company who can basically make that decision somewhat quicker. In this particular instance with USC and the debate about leaving the Coliseum, do you think that this would have gone more smoothly or perhaps would have been resolved by now if it were in the hands of a private agency? I don't think that necessarily would be true. They're one of the top BCS programs in the country. They want to be able to play in a facility that has the same type of image that they want. And every university is doing it, and everybody during this period of time has been enhancing their venues and facilities with additional seating, better sight lines, better opportunities for concessions, parking, etc. So those type of decisions are really about the infrastructure of the facility. They'll always be of concern until they're upgraded, and it's been many years since major, major upgrades have occurred there. 
Do you think the community of South Los Angeles would see a greater economic stimulus if the commission sold its interest to a private company to refurbish and do the event bookings? I believe that the option for private management must be totally explored because what it provides is oftentimes in those contracts, they will provide money up front in order to enhance the facility itself. Sometimes in those contracts, they will give capital expenditures to the facility in order to upgrade, in order to enhance that potential future revenue streams within those agreements. That has to be explored, and in this day and age, uh, private management is becoming a major player in venues across this country. Professor Regan is director of the Sports Management Program at the other USC in South Carolina. Now we check in with Lee Epstein to find out what's coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 p.m. on Trojan Vision. All right, Tom, thanks. We've got a little bit of a war going on between two cities. That's the big city of L.A. and the little city of Vernon. It's over a power plant. We'll have that coming up on Annenberg TV News, talking to both sides and our dean, so to speak, here at Annenberg. Uh, dean Wilson was installed today. We'll have, we were at the official ceremony. We'll hear from professors, staff, and students. That's all coming up on Annenberg TV News tonight, live at 6 on Trojan Vision and anytime online, atvn.org. Tom? Thanks, Lee. Be sure to keep clicking. With a quiet, strong man who did things to help the American people in this city, this state, and this country. Augustus Hawkins represented South Los Angeles in the State Assembly and then the United States Congress for over 55 years. He died earlier this month at the age of 100. Friends, family, and associates of Congressman Augustus Hawkins remember him in this week's Getting Your Reps In. He was a quiet, strong man who did things to help the American people in this city, this state, and this country. On to local weather. Cloudy tonight with the possibility of some light showers. Rain is expected for tomorrow with temperatures reaching the lows around 60 degrees. It should be a few degrees cooler and partly cloudy for the weekend. And tonight at 5.30, Council Member Jan Perry joins the community for the unveiling of the holiday lights at the Central Avenue Jazz Park downtown. That wraps it up for today. We had help today from Matt Mundy, Brian Frank, Jean-Luc Renault, Tim Wirth, and Stephanie Meisenheimer. Sam Farber is our producer. For all of us here at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Tom Sparks.